Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to another Wednesday night of Victorious Living. I hope you know we're in perilous times. That's what Paul said and over in 2 Timothy chapter 3. He told Timothy in the last days, and my friends, we're living in the last days, and I think we're closer to the last of the last days than we even know. But, you know, storms come, trouble comes, and it has in every generation, but we can live in victory if we know how, what to do with God's Word. We have to know Him, know His Word, know who we are in Christ, and if we don't know that, it, it, it can cause a lot of severe problems for all of us. You know, I'm just so thankful that I know Jesus Christ. I hope you do too. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We're going to be talking, continue on, of overcoming life's storms, and that and, you know, we've talked about a number of things over the past number of weeks. I think this was number six or number seven of the weeks that we've been centering up on that. Because there's so much going on in the world today. I hope, friends, I hope you're, let me get off on a little rabbit trail here. I hope you're praying for our nation, praying for an awakening, praying for a revival in the church. How we need to know what we believe and who we believe in. Because times are serious very very serious and we don't be fool foolish and don't fool yourself uh, we we are living in tough times but thanks be to god who always that's one of our theme script uh, scriptures is thanks be to god who always leads us in triumph and thanks be to god who always gives us victory in christ jesus amen those are good things so you have to recognize though we're in a battle but you know what the battle's been won now we got to stand our ground and do what we know to do through the Word of God. Now, I've talked about a number of things. I'll just ref- to go over them real quick. Uh, when storms come, we've got to recognize God's favor. If God be for us, who can be against us? He's, his favor is for our life. It's to help us. And then we talked about living in the presence and in his, in his presence. You know, Psalm 91 talks about that. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God. You know, we need to dwell in that place of safety. And it goes on, we talked about uh, Psalm 107, about giving thanks when storms rise and storms come in the midst of our crisis, in the midst of time. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. And we talked about those things. Now, and I want to go on and bring to remembrance of what, a reminder of what we've talked about in the past, what to do when something colossal happens to your life. And what do we do when we don't? Because we have to stay in the Word of God and know the Word of God. But in the midst of a storm, uh, number one, I said run to God and and run to the Word of God, His Word. Let God be true and every man a liar, the Scriptures talks about. We have to know what the Scripture says if we're going to navigate ourselves through troubled times. Over in Psalm 119, 105, it says this, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Hallelujah. In other words, he'll light up the way you're supposed to go. You'll hear his voice. You'll know what he says, and he'll lead you out of trouble. Amen. And in the midst of trouble, he'll be there with you through it all. Secondly, we need to learn to praise and thank God. We got to have an attitude of gratitude. You know, Paul was very, very much the one that told us, uh, 
Over in Philippians 4, you even read this, Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And then he talks about, don't be anxious for this or that, but with uh, what your prayer will be known with thanksgiving. Got to know we got to have thankfulness in the midst of our trouble. Not thanking God for the trouble we have, but thanking him that he's going to help us get out of it in Jesus' name. And there were a lot of scriptures I read about that. Then I talked about being obedient. Wow, is that obedience is better than sacrifice. Uh, we had a prayer meeting the other night. Emily was talking about that very thing, brought up that scripture in 1 Samuel 15. You ought to go over and read about that one. Saul was at the top of his game, and he was, being, he was disobedient to what God told him to do, and he backslid and lost his kingdom. We don't want to do that. We want to be obedient to what God says. It's better than sacrifice. Then I talked about God's ability to deliver and uphold us. You know, he's always got a way for us out. A, a way, there is no temptation over in, sec, I think it's 2 Corinthians, excuse me. It's not common to man, but God has always made a way of escape. So we got to know that way of escape. But we, we got to go to him and know what his voice sounds like. Trust him in the midst of our trouble. Then we talked about walking in our authority. Wow. You know, we've been given authority over in first, uh, Luke 9, 1 and 2. He says, all power has been given unto me in heaven and earth. He gave uh, us authority. He also said in Luke 10, 9, 19, all authority has been given unto me. And, and you can trample on scorpions and serpents and all the evil things of the devil. We have to know that. And, and listen, we have to be able to walk in our authority. And you know what I talked to you about the centurion when he said, I'm a man under authority. In other words, I take orders from my superiors and thereby I can give orders. So we have to do that. We have to be submitted to, to authority, but we also can walk in authority. Now, I last, uh, also talked about having courage and boldness. You know, it's a lot, it seems like a lot of things, but you know, it isn't so much when you get in the word of God and you begin to step it out, walk it out, walk these things out, walk out. You know, the scripture says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. There's word that everything in here pertains to our life. And if we'll take one step at a time, it's kind of like, it's kind of like getting in shape when you haven't done anything for a long time, right? What do you do? You begin to take one step, two steps, three steps. I remember years ago, I used to Oh, I used to run the section, which I wouldn't even try that now. But how did I, when I first started that, how would I be able to do that? I took a block at a time. I'd run a block. I'd walk a block, maybe two blocks, sometimes three blocks if I was really tired. But after a while, you begin to run two or three blocks at a time. And you're taking, a, it's a progression. You take and walk it out. You walk out your salvation the same way. Well, after a while, after doing that, I could run the section. Actually, I could, when I talk about a section, it's three and a half, four miles, something like that. It, I could even run further. I just didn't choose to do that because I was going back by my house. So you understand, this is how you do it with the Word of God. You begin to put it into practice. When you read something in this Word, you begin to be obedient to what it says, even when it hurts your flesh. A lot of times it will. So we need to do that. Then you got to put on your armor and take a stand. That's what Ephesians 6 talks about over putting on a whole armor of God that we may be able to stand in the evil day because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You know, right now, what's happening in our nation? Boy, it's just, it's unbelievable what's going on in our nation today. Well, guess what? We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principalities and powers and 
evil, wicked spirits from on high in this nation. So we better know who we are in Christ and we better put on the armor of God so we can stand against those things. Now tonight I want to take the time and I would talk to you about what we should do. <laughs> I, You know, we're in a charismatic, full gospel, word of faith church, whatever you want to call us. And the one thing that separated us from years ago from other denominations, other moves, whatever, was that the authority of the believer and the authority at meaning opening your mouth and talking about something. And what I want to talk to you about tonight, open your mouth and say something. And when I say open your mouth and say something, open your mouth and say what God says. Amen. If you want to be an overcomer, you got to do something. And so tonight, you remember uh, over in Mark eleven twenty three. I'm going to turn to that real quick. You should know this if you've been around this church any length of time. And if you haven't, it's a good a good opportunity to to start turning to these things and learning what Scripture says. And Mark eleven twenty three, he said uh, twenty two is. Let's start with that. Have faith in God. Have faith in what? In what He said. You, he's always been faithful. He has never changed. He has never changed from, from his word. And so then it says, For surely I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, whoever says to this mountain, well, what's he mean by a mountain? The problem, the storm, the circumstance, the, the sickness, the financial problems that you have, relationship, whatever it is, whatever comes against you, First of all, you've got to know it's not God bringing bad stuff to you. <laughs> Best doctrine in the world, good God, bad devil. If you can't get anything more than that, when something bad's happening to you, now a lot of times we do stuff to get ourselves in trouble, but it isn't God bringing it on us. But you've got to know the devil is the perpetrator of evil and trouble. So it goes on to say, whosoever say in this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. You know, I'm so amazed uh, having this church has been going 40 years and I've been a part of it ever since. And, and I, I will have to say, we've been around people for a number of years that have not changed their vocabulary. <laughs> Just talking the same stuff. You know, they'll, they'll get something happen to them and it just scared me to death. It just worries me to no end. And I'm thinking, why not say, <laughs> say what God says about those things? I'm, I'm an overcomer. I overcome. I'm not, yeah, it's coming after me, but I overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. And what is that? God is for me. I know he's got a plan, a way out of this. If you need healing tonight, talk to yourself. Begin to talk to your body. Begin to talk to your, you know, Jesus, and I'll get into more of this in a minute, but he talked to so many things. We have to know that. And what you say, what you say or don't say is very important. Listen, listen, you have to know that this word of God is to be spoken. Amen? Amen. Most impressive thing about Jesus you know, when he spoke, what happened? Demons came out, sickness had to flee, situations began to change, storms began to, to, to die down, you know what I mean? Peace came into situations, amen? That was one of the most impressive things. And over in John seven forty six, it says this, the disciples said, no man ever spoke like this man. 
Well, you know, he didn't do that just to keep it to himself. He was giving us an example of how we are to, to, to think and how we are to speak. Amen? So let's go back a little bit further in that Mark 11. It says, The fig tree withered. Now when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat from the fruit from the, you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Listen, he was bold. He wasn't, he wasn't holding back now. I hope that doesn't, I, I, I just hope that tree never blooms again, never has any fruit. No, he said it loudly. He told it, hey, nobody, no fruit will ever come off of you again. So what? They, they came to Jerusalem, then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in his temple and overturned the temp tables of the money changers and the seat of those who stole doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry uh, wares to the temple. Then he said, is, not my, is it not written, my house, my house shall be a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. You know what? We got to have a house of prayer. I'm going to encourage you, start praying. God wants to hear from you. Hear your prayers. We There's something about a corporate prayer meetings and meetings to come together where you can begin to speak the word of God over situations that are going on. I believe every move of God has been uh, perpetrated by somebody who has prayed in advance. Amen? Amen. And the scribes and chief priests heard it and, and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him because... All the people were astonished at his teaching. When evening came, had come, he went out of the city. Now in the morning, now this is about ready to say this verse I said a while ago in Mark eleven twenty three. Now in the morning as they passed by, they said, they saw the fig tree dried up from the root. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi or teacher, look, the fig tree which you uh, cursed has withered away. Wow, imagine that. I believe when Jesus said that, he knew what was going to happen. In other words, he knew, listen, he knew who he was in Christ. Or I mean, who he was and the Father was with him. He knew what he was doing here on the earth. He had a mission and he knew when he opened his mouth, it meant something. That's why we need to be careful how we open our mouth. Listen, I've been guilty of a lot of things over the, and a lot of times opening my mouth, my mouth when I shouldn't say things or did things, said things I shouldn't say. And, uh, you know, you probably heard me say some of those. Don't remind me. I know I have that every now and then. But you got to guard your mouth. Then he says, after they said that, Jesus answered said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in what you say. If it's according to the word of God, it will come to pass. See, this is what we're, what we're missing here in, in the Word of Faith Church. We need to begin to speak the Word. You know, there are so many circumstances going on. Listen, I watch some of the news. I don't watch a lot of the news. And you can watch conservative news, but you can loop that thing to where you're a nervous wreck. You're worried about all that's going on today in this world. What we need to do is get away from all of that so much and get in the Word of God and see what God says. Because He knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. Amen? Amen. Then, he, then of course, He went on to say, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, For surely I say to you, whoever, whoever says to this mountain, in other words, He's given us authority. He was giving those disciples authority to speak to mountains. And He's doing that for us today. So we need to begin to do that like never before. Now, 
I'm going to go turn to another uh, scripture that you're familiar with, especially if you've ever accepted Christ as your Savior. And if you haven't, you need to do that quickly, today, tonight. And, and don't put off to tomorrow because salvation is for today, for now. Now is the day of, of salvation. But in Romans 10, uh, verses 9 and 10. Make sure I got all my pages here together. Yeah, because I got a lot of information here. Yep. You've read this before. Now, it said, but what does it say? The word is near you. Where? The word is near you. In other words, you've heard the word. It's near you. Where is it? In your mouth and in your heart. And it goes on to say that is the word of faith which we preach. Now, uh, Paul goes on to write that if you confess, what's confession? Confession is made unto salvation is what it says here. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What are you saved from? Your eternal uh, separation from God. Heaven will be your home. Hell will, you will shun hell and, and, and receive heaven when you pass. But then it goes on to say, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now, I just heard a great message uh, yesterday. It was from the Southwest Believers Convention last week with Keith Moore. You need to go listen to this if you can. Get it on YouTube or something. It was a Tuesday morning, I think, 1030 session, and Keith Moore was talking about if you really, I think it was the title was, if you really need a miracle, here's what you do. Well, he was talking about this very scripture. Now, I already had it in mind to bring this, but he was talking about it, and it really brings it out. He said, and with the mouth, confession, or what you have to say, is made unto or to salvation. In other words, you want, what's salvation? Well, I wrote down what the, what the word says about it. It says it's, all, it's an all-inclusive word signifying what? Now, what does it signify? Forgiveness, healing, prosperity, deliverance, safety, uh, rescue, <laughs> uh, liberation, or I put or liberation or freedom right? Restoration. And it says, Christ's salvation is total in scope for the total man, spirit, soul, and body. It's for us now. His restoration is for us now. So how do, when you get back to that, how do you get to those things? Well, I want to be saved. I want to accept Christ as my Savior. And you, you begin to say, okay, I believe that Christ did what he did on the cross for our salvation. He, he gave his life for us. Amen. So you begin to say with your mouth, I believe that Jesus Christ uh, it did what he did on the cross, and, and I accept him as my Lord and Savior, and thereby I am saved, right? Well, guess what? If you want, if you want or need healing in your body, what well, do you can begin to confess? You, it says confession is made unto what? Okay, you need healing. Confession is made to, unto healing. So I confess, Jesus, you're my healer. Because what it says in the word of God, by your stripes, I have been made whole or healthy and whole. Amen. So you begin to say that. Listen, let's get away from all this stuff. Well, uh, guess what's happening in the world? Now, there are a lot of things and I speak about some of those things with other people, but I'm not concentrating on those things. What I want to speak, listen, I've had some physical ailments, Ill, ills and sicknesses. Speak to your body. 
Speak what the word of God says. Speak if you got if you got a heart problem, speak to your heart. Command your heart to be healthy and be whole and strong. Amen. Speak to your limbs if you can't walk very much. Begin to speak to those things. Speak to those. Why can we do that? Because what did Jesus do? Jesus is our total example. You remember he spoke to uh, uh, Peter's mother-in-law. She had a severe fever, Luke said. It was, it was a pretty bad fever. And, and what did he do? He rebuked the fever. He didn't speak to, well, Father, I hope you take this away from her. He said, no, fever be gone in Jesus' name. Well, he didn't say Jesus' name because he was Jesus. But we would say in Jesus' name. Isn't that right? So then he spoke when he was in the boat and a storm came up. What did he do? He spoke to the storm, peace be still, and, a, and the seas calmed. What a, I mean, he spoke to things all the time. He spoke to demons and they came out. And they listened and came out, did they not? Now, when he said, all authority has been given unto me, then he said, you go. And what do you go? You go act just like him. You begin to say what he says. Well, I tried that and I don't believe it. Hey, you didn't try it very long. You only walked a block for you. He wanted to run, uh, you wanted to run uh, the whole section, but you only ran a block and then you thought, well, I can't do this. You didn't even go the second mile, right? Or the second uh, block. So we got to begin to do what God says to do. We got to begin to speak those things. Now, if you need, <laughs> listen, if you need deliverance of any kind of addictions, you begin to speak to it. Jesus is my deliverer. I speak to that addiction in Jesus' name. Get out of my life. Get out of my thoughts. <laughs> in Jesus' name, I break the power of the enemy over, the, over that situation. If you need finances, Lord, I thank you that you'll provide all my needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And you begin to speak to your finances. Lord, I thank you that don't ever say, well, I'll, I'll never have enough. I'll never make enough. I, you know, it's tough in this world today. You know, we were just talking a little while ago how they're getting more IRS agents out there, thousands of them. Why? They're going to come after the people that are working to make money in this country, not the wealthy, because they got uh, people that will, uh, uh, lawyers and stuff that will make a way for them. But listen, we shouldn't say, well, I'm so afraid. What are they going to do? No. Here's what we always say. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm a giver, and he gives, and it will shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto my bosom. You got to believe that God is for you. You're not some little worm. You're not some, well, I, if I was in your position, I'd, I'd be better off. Or if I had the so-and-so's job. Listen, God has a way to get to you. And listen, if you can get it, give it away and, and thankfully give it away to others, he'll get it back to you. And it, he'll let you live a, a prosperous life. Amen? Amen. I say amen to myself. Listen, if you need anything you need, he has it for you. If you need safety, listen, God is my, what's Psalm 91? Go read Psalm 91. He is, uh, there's safety in the secret place of God. You begin to speak out safety over yourself. Now you listen to the Holy Spirit and what he tells you to do and how you begin to uh, uh, go places and do things. Don't, don't go against that, but listen, you got to know that God will be your refuge and ever-present help in times of trouble. But you got to begin to agree with him. You know what? You can't agree with somebody if you just, they say something, do you agree with me? And you just kind of stand there and don't say it. No. You know, most people that agree, what we say in church, we're supposed to say, a lot of times people don't say anything. 
But when the pastor says something really uh, 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 exciting, you just say, hey, amen, I agree. It's for, you know, begin to agree with God and you'll begin to see uh, God move in your behalf. Open your mouth and say what God says. Yeah, amen? Just read these scriptures I just talked about. There were more. I had a whole bunch more. Maybe we'll get into this next week. In fact, we probably will because word of faith people need to know, open your mouth and say something. Amen. Amen. Well, it looks like my time is running out. They always go so fast. One of these days I'll do an hour program and and uh, <laughs> receive an offering. You can send it through the mail. No, that's not true. Just teasing. But I, you know what? I'm so serious about this. I'm talking to myself, friends. You know that. I've said that many times. We need to begin to say what God says. We need to get in an area where we can trust him, just like Jesus told the disciples, have faith in God. Believe what he says over what's going on in your life, on your situation, in your circumstances. Because if God truly be for you, who can be against you? Let's pray. Father, I thank you. We thank you that you keep reminding us <laughs> that you've given us power and authority over all the power of the enemy. We're nothing by any means shall hurt or harm us, but we have to agree with you and we have to open our mouth and say what you said rather than the contrary things. We know what the enemy likes to do. He likes to get us over saying the, the wrong things, the things that would, he's a legalist. He's a legalist, but we don't want to go there. We want to go with what your word says. So I'm trusting that everyone in the sound of my voice will begin to speak your word only, just like the centurion said, speak the word only and my servants shall be healed. We may speak the word only and our circumstances begin to change. And we just thank you for it. We thank you for Jesus, for all that you've done for us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for living in our lives and guiding us and directing us according to your word. And we thank you, Father, for all those things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Be blessed. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.